Yeah, I, I'll, I'll go back to the rest of the party and tell them that there are some creepy crawlies coming this way. You're out? Oh, like down? Uh, I'm down. Oh, did we not heal? Oh, we didn't heal. Hmm. That would have been smart. You know, I'm beginning to think that our choice to engage these elithids may have been a mistake. Oh, okay. Well, that's interesting. Well, this is going to be kind of fun. Please, please be something useful. <laughs> or if it's not, at least let it be funny while we die. Chapter 173, In the Illithid Chambers. Okay. So in the last episode, well, what happened in the last episode? Does anyone remember? We had a not good escape time. Oh, you didn't do too badly on the escape time. Um, you, you actually, that was, you guys did a fantastic job because you had the Queen's Guards pounding up behind you and then they had a delaying force in front of you. And uh, you guys plowed through that delaying force in extra special time and, and got out of uh, Kaharst. And on your way to go, hopefully, rescue uh, Adri's brother, who apparently disappeared on a, attacking the Illithids. So uh, you got led here by Panther, and uh, he uh, led you to a secret door, I guess, that either the Drow had discovered or maybe they had fabricated. And uh, that led you into the Illithids' uh, chambers. And then uh, locked the door after you and, and uh, left you with some parting words. And, and what were those? I don't remember the name of the band. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, that's the name of the band I was in in college. Or in Porta Magnum? Yes. One of the two. It, uh, it just gave the uh, idea that Nissi and the Bard is possibly, was also this rogue dark elf panther person. Yeah. So in another uh, mystery for you to unravel there. So anyway, um, you guys have uh, successfully escaped Kaharst. You have the phylactery, so you can add another one of those. Hopefully, uh, Arlen, you put that into your inventory sheet. And uh, one evil box of death. And uh, then uh, you are in the Illithid chambers. And as the door clicks shut behind you, you look about the room. Something seems off or alien about it you can't really put your finger on it maybe it's the dimensions or the lines or the stark featureless interior but something about the room sets the hairs on the back of your neck standing as if the residents of this space do not follow the architectural laws that we do the room is not square but rather ob an oblong oval the walls are also not straight but slope up to a point high in the ceiling increasing the feeling of unease the room seems not to have been carved from the native stone but melted the walls are smooth and featureless as if sculpted out of wet clay rather than the hard stone that is made of and then left to set on each side of the long axis are two blocks 
about three feet wide and twice as long that rise from the floor rather or rather flow from the floor to about mid-thigh level. Beds, tables, or workbenches, it's unclear what their purpose is. Next to them, however, are similar blocks that rise to form oval pillars on which rest metal boxes with wire filaments sticking out of the top. And lights of various colors flash slowly on and off across the face of them. There is one uh, exit out of the room uh, that leads to the at the far end of the chamber, and that's where you are. Okay, so what will you do? Right now, everything is quiet. There's kind of is a little murmur a, of. Is there a pattern to the colors flashing? Um, give me a uh, investigation check. 18. Um, after investigating for a little while, observing it, um, you don't really think there is. It just seems to kind of randomly comes on and off. Uh, there's a couple of the little ones that seem to cycle between two of the colors on kind of a regular basis, but that's about it. And there's no sign of Kadri's brother here? No, um, this room is completely empty. Like I said, there does seem to be kind of a little murmur of activity coming down the hall in front of you, but it's like way in the distance as if, you know, that connects to several other halls and somewhere down there, there's a room where there's some sort of activity happening. And is it bright or is it kind of still like under dark darkness with dim light coming from this apparatus? Let's see here. Um, it is actually um, completely dark except for the lights coming from the apparatus. And so they're not casting enough light to change the ambient darkness? It just kind of adds a little bit of a glow to the room, but that's about it. Yeah. So it's like... How, how long is, is the space again? Can you show me the board? or And also... Actually, the, the room you're in is, a, is about... Uh, 20 feet long and like i said just kind of oblong with a uh arched um portal at the other end an open archway and like i said it comes to a point at the top it's not rounded r much as the room kind of comes to a point at the top and is, is just kind of flows upwards there so i'd i'd like to do uh pass without a trace and kind of see if i can poke my head into that room a bit um, just well, to sort of see what's on the other side of that door. Okay, so you look out the door and there's a large curving passage about 10 feet wide that just sort of arcs off into the distance. I think we but should I don't... be super sneaky. Yeah, so pass without a trace. We'll, we'll keep that on and as soon as it runs out, I'll just keep using it. Um, but I don't see anything happening in that in, in the next space. Nope, just like I said, just a, a passage that curves away from whatever this room is, whether it's a workroom or a bedroom or a storeroom or what, you know, you can't quite tell. Um, not at least not from what uh, you've got in front of you. And then, like I said, just a, a passage curves away in front of you. Yeah. All right. I mean, we might as well start heading forward. Okay. And how are we going to do this? Are we going to go as a group or Adri, are you going to scout ahead or? I think we should do my scout ahead, especially now because I can be invisible. So mm -hmm. even better. We'll, we'll do what we had been doing previously in the Underdark where I'm like right at the edge of, of and people's behind me stay but right within range to, to maintain the pass without a trace. But I'll be So within 30 feet ahead. there? What was that? So within 30 feet there? Yes. Okay. Um, and actually, uh, yeah, the uh, 
arc of the passage is such that, yeah, being about 30 feet ahead means that you're just on the very edge of visibility if you were visible. And uh, the uh, um, party is, is lagging behind. Obviously, they're just kind of guessing where you are since you're invisible. But uh, uh, as long as you kind of keep your distance from them, it should work out. Okay. Yeah, and hopefully it goes without saying if if I, I think we have a drift globe. I can't remember who has it, but the drift globe should be not glowing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Caval has his go his goggles, so he doesn't need. Oh, that's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, and you start skulking forward there, uh, Adri, and give me a stealth roll. Yeah, that's a that's some that's interesting. Um, so I have I have my cloak of the elven kind, which gives me advantage on stealth things, mm -hmm. but also, well, I guess. What does invisibility do? Yeah, for the invisibility that? doesn't. It actually doesn't say that like I cast an invisibility spell. It just says I become invisible. So, I don't. So that's weird. So the cloak of the elven kind. Well, invisible I can still is have a advantage. condition. And invisible is an invisible creature is impossible to see without the aid of magic or special sense. For the purposes of hiding, the creature is heavily obscured. The creature's location can be detected by any noise it makes or any tracks it leaves. And attack rolls against the creature have disadvantage, and the creature's attack rolls have advantage. So, um... So is the Cloak of the yeah. Elven kind just kind of redundant there? Well, um, it might be. It's also point. noise. The cloak that. will help with your noise. That's true. Oh, that's true. Yeah. that's true. All right. So yeah. I will, I'm not going to get rid of it, but I will put up the, the hood and then just, then that gives me advantage. Okay. So basically, um, yeah. So give, give me your stealth roll with advantage there. 34. Well, that's a pretty good roll. Um, so Adri does goes padding off into the distance and as usual, she kind of, it's if, as soon as she's like, just ahead of you in the dark, she just kind of disappears. And um, for a moment there, you, you all are like, um, is she still going? Should, should we follow? And you kind of all, you know, look at each other and back and forth. And then I guess come to the conclusion that you should uh, continue forward. And you start padding softly down the hall um, after her. And everybody else give for me your stealth check with the uh, Pass Without a Trace bonus on it. Plus 10 in case you... Forgot. Don't forget those of you in heavy armor have to use your disadvantage. Unless it's made of mithril, so you don't. I have a 28. Okay. And uh, no one? 34. And Arlen? 24. And uh, Creval? 14. Okay. So. Um, and that's plus what you already had for stealth, too. Correct. That's yeah. unfortunate. Yeah. Heavy armor disadvantage. I, I, roll, I have heavy armor. I roll disadvantage. You know what? This reminds me of is Charlie Brown Christmas. And you just said, I got a rock. That's, 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 that's what it came to mind. That's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. It's Charlie Brown. Correct. You know what I'm talking about. Anyway. Um, so, um, obviously, Creval's having a little trouble with his... Uh, you know, a body suit made of pots and pans and uh, is, is, you know, making a racket compared to the rest of you as far as you, you guys are concerned, uh, but still seems to be fairly quiet. Um, and Adrian, you start going around the bend of this corridor and you um, give me a, a perception check. 13. 
Okay. And you hear the sound of footfalls coming up the corridor at you. And sure enough, just on the edge of your vision there, uh, as the corridor is, is curling, you see three humanoids coming towards you. And they are dressed in black robes. And they are alien to behold. Um, they have this dark mauve, almost deep purple skin. Uh, they do have two eyes, but the front of their face is made of four tentacles that just kind of wave as they're um, moving forward. And you know that these are, in fact, the illithids that your brother was sent to raid against. Um, everyone in the Underdark knows the Illithids, and uh, it's not too surprising that the Drow should go after them because uh, the uh, everyone in the Underdark knows that, you know, if you have an infestation of Illithids, it's only a matter of time before they go after you. So the best uh, best policy, you know, best defense is a good offense when you discover the Illithids in, in your neighborhood. Do I know anything about their abilities to, like, see someone who's invisible well like do they have true sight do they have anything like that uh roll for me a history check to see what you might have uh learned in your time in the underdark 18 um so what you know about the illithids is they are mind monsters they have uh, mastered the art of combat and communication through the mind they don't actually speak so um, it seems to you that maybe they might be able to sense um, a creature that is there just by, by their psychic emanations, but you're not real sure. Uh, but you do know that they can attack using their minds and uh, can affect all sorts of other uh, powers that almost seem to be like magic spells uh, because, of their, uh, because of their mind magics. Okay, so, so what do you want to do? So, so what are we going to do? You see? Yeah, I, I'll, I'll go back to the rest of the party and tell them that there are some creepy crawlies coming this way. Okay, so there's creepy crawlies coming your way, everybody. Um, exactly what is a creepy crawly? I'll explain to them what the illithids are that, about their psychic sort of abilities. Um, should we and retreat? that's i don't know that we should retreat but i think it would probably be a good idea to uh ambush may, may do i think that's a good idea do i think that that our party as it is could take this group well what you do know is obviously the uh the illithids are fearsome creatures and uh do combat in ways that uh you're not used to, but at the same time, obviously the drow are going against them. So they, they are not uh, immortal. They can be killed. They bleed like other creatures do. Uh, so uh, uh, three of them against uh, five of you, it, I mean, the odds seem pretty good. What do I know about their lairs? Like, would if we were to murderize these three, would that be a bad idea if we're approaching somewhere where there's a lot more? Or would they not know? Um, about the only thing you know is that they are organized um, rather like a hive with uh, various levels of uh, responsibility uh, between them, sort of like a, a beehive on the surface where, where, where they have the workers and stuff like that. And you know that they, they too enslave 
uh, creatures other than themselves as the thralls, the workers, um, although they do it in a much more um, refined, if yet much more beastly way than the drow do. Instead of manacles and, and uh, whips and chains, uh, they actually, um, from what you uh, rumor holds, actually just sort of melt the minds of their thralls and uh, the now mindless uh, creatures just act as worker drones. Um, and then it, the rumor is, is that they have a hive mind and that what one uh, Illithid knows, they all know. And what one experiences, they all experience. And apparently it's somewhere deep in each hive is a primordial brain, the brain of the entire creature that uh, knows and controls all the rest. What happens if we were to kill that brain? Well, do I know? Um, actually, roll for me another history on that one. This one's a little tougher. 23. Okay. Um, there is a bit of debate because obviously these creatures appear so infrequently. Um, some believe that if you are to uh, defeat the brain that controls everything, the hive brain, that the other creatures would then go mad and be... Um, basically um, free of all volition and would just uh, kind of wander aimlessly, perhaps attacking the nearest thing and perhaps just, um, you know, losing all motivation. Um, and then uh, others believe that if uh, you take out the hive, that the entire thing collapses and that all the uh, creatures just kind of collapse to the floor with no guidance and all, and just kind of sit there. And then there's yet another one that says that if you, uh, um, defeat the uh, elder brain that um, the entire hive goes insane and just everything begins attacking everything. Um, and uh, so no, no one really knows for sure. It's, it's one of those extremes perhaps or something else entirely, but those, those are the opinions that uh, various researchers have, uh, have put forth there in the underdark. All right. So I'm thinking we go after the brain. Let's I'm... not go after the, the smaller groups like this if we can help it let's try to avoid them try to stealth past them i try to find the brain or my brother whichever first i don't think we can sneak past this is what a group of three three coming up the passage at you guys as if heading foot, for this room that you're yeah, in in a 10 foot wide corridor we can't really get past them very easily we could hide and with especially with Pastor without a trace on, kind of glue ourselves to the shadows like we did in the Beholder you, Cavern. You guys, you guys can't meld into the shadows though, like I can. So I could become invisible, but if they have super dark vision, then you're you're just going to be seen. So. And especially your cleric wearing all sorts of pots and pans, that's going to be kind of a tough uh, a tough go for him. And considering how dark it is in this passage, they can probably see in the dark. So, Adri, can you create a diversion? If they're coming our way, can you do the proverbial throw the rock in the other direction and see if they go down somewhere else? Yeah, I suppose so. Um, I can try to go further ahead. I can, like, shadow step ahead of or past where they're coming from so that I'm, I'm far enough behind them. And then, like, I don't know, shoot an arrow at them from behind, and then when they turn around come back down the hallway. Does that make sense? That would kill your invisibility, though, if you shot at them. Yeah, but then I could just shadow step and... 
Oh wait, but no, but that's that would be two actions. Yeah. Ah. I think we might just have to fight them. I don't think it's a great idea, but I think we might have to. So what do you guys think? Do we try trickery or do we just bulldoze our way through squid faces? I don't think that we have any way to trick through this. Not in these particular confines. I, I don't want to say a battle is for a long conclusion, but we need to decide something quickly. And the only one of us really capable, two of us, excuse me, really capable of sort of just disappearing is Arlen and Adri. The rest of us are going to have to may just have to brute muscle this. Can we lure them? I mean, we're just, we're pretty near that secret door that we uh, came in from Drillville into Elithidville. Can we somehow get them back into the land of the Drill and lock them there? It was just another, um, you know, the uh, natural stone passages there that uh, you guys came through. So it uh, offers nothing more uh, advantageous than what you have here. Well, we opened a door to get into this area. Can we open the door, trick them in through the door, and then lock the door behind them? I think if the hive mind theory is correct, they'd know that something. But if they don't anyway. see us... They'd know they don't that... see us and they get locked out, then it, it would they'd be like, what? Something's weird, but they wouldn't know that it's like five adventurers. Take the call, want somebody. So I'm, I'm a little unclear on the, the uh, tricking them out in the hall. So like all of you guys would be outside in, uh, in back in the, the natural passages and you would pull them out there and then lock the door behind them and then yeah, all I of mean, you would be one... out there? Yeah, like Adri could show herself and like pretend to freak out. Yeah, but run. I don't want to. I don't want to show myself because that well, seems like a bad idea. Because then they'd be looking for me. Yeah, right? but looking for one and not five, and then they follow you out looking for another thrall, and then we just bolt through the door and shut it behind us. I don't know. I think that's riskier than just fighting them. Yeah, I don't. That's not my favorite plan. I think just fighting them. I might be and honestly. Easier. I like my stealth rolls are great and all, but frankly, Adri's not that smart to think of something like this. We're so. all thinking of this. I think. No, I know, but like, I don't know. The, this doesn't seem Debbie. like the best plan. Let me be the Debbie Downer on this one. Keep in mind, we just went through that hatch being chased by the Queen's Guard. There is no going back. We have That's to. That's very true. Forward. That's a very good point. So it's all moot. We basically have to take these guys out. So I would suggest those that could stealth. Stealth, let the ones that can't take the brunt. We could use the and then to help us force the confrontation. So, so why don't we, if the Queen's Guard are right there, can't we lure them into the Elithid Hall and let the Dro fight these guys and we, we just kind of let them go at it? We you don't know how a, far we've the... we got an uh, army behind us. I kind of like you, you guys don't know how far the Queen's Guard are behind you, or if they even are behind you, if they, they kept following you out of Karst or not. And Panther um, was going to try and lure them away yeah. if they were still there. So, I mean, Panther may have lured them away, or he may have been unsuccessful in that, and they may still be hot on your heels. Um, it's hard to say. Or I, they would just, like, be angry with us, and then we would have three angry Elithids and an entire Queen's Guard trying to capture us too. Oh, do I know if the Dro would prioritize the Elithids over us? Um, you know what the Dro would do? Uh, seeing how wicked and cruel they are, they would probably just form a uh, screen and 
and just smile mischievously as the illithids wade into you. That's what that's what you would expect the drow to do. I don't expect that the illithid would just ignore the the guarded ones over us. Um, well, obviously you'd be the closer target, and uh, seeing as as uh, you are all you know currently seeming to look like drow. Um, I think we All should right. just move forward. Um, I think we're just going to have to fight them. I think that's how this is going to go. I think we're going to have to fight them. I could try to like stealth shoot them first to get some good damage going, and but I think we're going to have to fight them, and then we're going to have to just swallow it if if it ends up being worse with more of them coming. So we'll have to do a surprise. We can ambush. If we know they're coming, we'll draw our weapons, and as soon as they come around the corner, those who have range attacks... Use the reaction to do it. Okay. Um, so, um, Bryce, why don't you put the camera down on the curving corridor here? Um, so they are just beginning to come around the, the corner of the corridor here. Yeah, I, I, I came back to where the rest of the party is. Okay. And why don't you guys put yourselves in your position for this ambush? So yeah, Adri's in the, right now, at least Adri's in the front. Uh, the front yeah. row is... Kerval and myself, and then Arlen and no one. Although we can shuffle that. I just did that because that's how we would be moving while we were sneaking. Seems good to everyone. Works okay. for me. And I'm, I've got my bow ready to shoot as soon as I see one of these guys. Okay, so well, as you can see, uh, they're just coming around the corner there, and the first two of them are, are kind of looking down the the range of the corridor. Uh, the third one has not made its appearance yet. Okay, so you can see there's um, there's white and blue that are visible, and then the pink dot one, the pink is uh, still around the corner to you guys. Let us roll up some initiative so that we uh, know who's going when. So, uh, Cotter, what is your initiative? Um, two. Really? Yes. Is that even possible? Well, when you have a plus two. Then you roll a zero? Uh, sorry, a plus one. Okay. So Cotter's a little uh, taken aback by these critters. And uh, Adri? 17. And no one? 12. Okay. And Arlen? 19. And Creval? 20. Okay, so first things first, uh, we need a stealth roll from everyone in the party to see if you can maintain silence while they are uh, approaching and uh, they'll be countered by their perception roll. I got a 29. 31, nat 20. 32. 28. Is this still with Pazla Trace on? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, 21. Okay. And um, you guys feel that you're uh, being exceptionally calm and cool and collected and quiet. And um, then um, what, what uh, weapon are you readying there, Creval? The glaive. The glaive? Okay, so um, Creval brings his glaive into uh, position and his uh, armor just kind of rasps against itself. And you see the one in the middle there, blue, just sort of freeze. And you see his four tentacles on the front of his face just kind of sticking out and waving at you guys in your direction. And 
all of a sudden the other two of them just kind of stiffen and they go into kind of a battle crouch. Um, apparently they heard that noise and realized there's something ahead of them that doesn't seem quite right. And um, we'll start out with Creval. Uh, what are you going to do? So Creval is the one in the plate here? Uh, no, Creval is the oh. one who oh, looks yeah. dragonish. Okay, dragonish. Okay. Yeah, so Creval, you can see blue and white quite clearly. Pink is still around the corner to you. Um, and they're, how far away are they right now? 60 feet. 60 feet away. So what are you going to do, Creval? Um, I'm going to, so, uh, let's see, 5, 10, 15, 20. So right in the, where the board jags to the right, that little corner right there, mm-hmm. right there. I'm going to summon a spiritual hammer right there. And then I'm going to step right in, right to this, right in front of it if I have this movement to do it and I'm going to hold my attack action and just kind of beckon them forward. Okay. And yes, they, uh, they, uh, see you there. And, um, like I said, they go completely into a battle crouch and get ready to, for, for some sort of action here. And then Arlen, what are you going to do? I am going to cast slow. Which should be able to target all three of them. Okay. So each of them needs to make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. And hold on. Um, I, uh, what page is that on? Hold on. So slow can get all of them? Slow can get all of them. I have to look up one of my abilities. Okay. Um... And blue gets disadvantage on that because of heightened spell. Okay. So, um, wisdom saving throw, blue gets disadvantage. Got it. So, uh, let's start with white. And white gets a 25. That succeeds. And blue gets a 26. That also succeeds. And pink gets a 16. That fails. Okay. So what happens to pink? Its speed is halved. Okay. It has a minus two penalty to armor class and dexterity saving throws. It cannot use reactions. On its turn, it can either use an action or a bonus action, but not both. Um, regardless of the creature's abilities or magic items, it cannot make more than one melee or ranged attack per turn. And then if it wants to cast a spell, we'll get into that later, if it casts a spell. No, let's get into that right now. Okay. Um, when it casts a spell with a time of one action, roll a d20 on an 11 or high... Wait, I have to roll an 11, I, th- I think. If the creature attempts to cast an a, t- a spell with a casting time of one action, roll a d20. This is for me. I roll a d20. On an 11 or higher, the spell doesn't take effect until the creature's next turn, and the creature must use its action on that turn to complete the spell. If it can't, the spell is wasted. Fun. Um, a creature affected by the spell makes another wisdom saving throw at the end of its turn. On a successful save, the effect ends for it. Okay. Really, really good. And... 
Then speaking of that, so uh, at this point in time, uh, the slowed pink um, moves in front of white there. Just moves forward 10 feet in front of white. And you just see it kind of put its hands to its forehead. And um, then actually is everybody within 60 feet of it there? Um, no, the back line definitely isn't. And I am a question of how you draw your circles. Okay. Um, well, this is a cone, not a circle. So it's going to actually move instead of in front of white, it's going to just move diagonally forward down the hall. And interestingly enough, as it comes around the corner there, you notice that it's almost as if your eyes are unfocused when looking at it and it's just sort of a blurry shape. You know, it looks like the other ones, but like I said, is it as if you hadn't put your, your glasses on in the morning and it just sort of where that is, is just kind of blurry. And so it puts its hands to its temples and you just feel this wave of psychic energy pour out over the entire group and everybody must make for me a intelligence saving throw. And that doesn't happen to be a spell. It doesn't happen to be a spell. I got a 17. Okay. So Don't you forget, save. Um, everyone except for Creval gets a plus three. Okay. 20 and... non-natural. Okay. No 11. One. Ooh, okay. Arlen? 12. Ooh, okay. And Creval? 10. Ooh, okay. Well, that's interesting. Well, this is going to be kind of fun. So those of you that failed, and uh, that was anybody that didn't get a 15 or better, um, are about to take a bunch of damage. Your, it feels like your brain goes on fire. And everybody that failed, so what was that, uh, Arlen and Noan and Creval, uh, take, whoa, 23 points of psychic damage and you are stunned for one minute and you can uh, make a saving throw at the end of your turn to shake the effects off and stunned means Question. that you are incapacitated and that you automatically fail strength and dexterity saving throws and attack rolls against you have advantage. And incapacity means you can't take actions or reactions. And uh, Arlen? Yes. Mm -hmm. Did you have a question there? Yeah. So um, I have the ring of mind shielding, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I don't think it would do anything in this situation, but I was just wondering. What does it say? It. Immune to illicit um, brain damage. It's basically I'm immune to magic that allows other creatures to like know anything about me if they want to read my mind. Uh, nope, nothing like that. Fun. You know, I'm beginning to think that our choice to engage these elithids may have been a mistake. Hey, Bryce. Yes. Can you lay my character down because I'm out? You're out? Oh, like down? Uh, I'm down. Oh, did we not heal? Oh, we didn't heal. Hmm. That would have been smart. 
Nope. Well, that was a bit of an oversight. I did not remember well, that. Well, we weren't we didn't give it a lot of time. I'm sorry. I wouldn't have said that we shouldn't engage uh I yeah, sorry. All right. <laughs> Just real quick side note. So this uh, Arlen has uh, I don't know that that's just sitting there at this point because it doesn't have concentration. Oh. Arlen still has death ward, and everyone else still has their temp their uh, hit point increases though. But yeah, I'm down. Yeah, um, and certainly guys could have like rolled hit dice or something or done something as soon as you got into the the room. But um, that's neither here nor there at this point in time. Actually, it's right back there. But yeah. So yeah. Um, okay. Uh, well, that was uh, spectacularly successful for the uh, mind flayers. And uh, Adri, you get to go. What uh, can you do to pull the rabbit out of the hat at this point in time? That's a good question. Um, oh, wait. And it gets to make a saving throw at the end of his turn, right, uh, Arlen? Yes, it does. Let's see if it can stop being slowed. And that's a 25. Yes. Yep. Hey, I'm just saying that when I rolled a very good roll to see if it would be wise to engage these three, I was told that yes, it would be. It would probably be in our favor. So, just putting that out there. Man, you must have not paid attention in school. I mean, I rolled like a 23. So, okay, and I'm gonna. Uh, do I know if if um, it would be a good idea to use darkness on them? Like, can they see outside of magical darkness? Does their psychic abilities allow them to ignore the effects of darkness? Do I know anything about that? Um, you know that they have really good perception skills, um, but they do seem to have dark vision. So, um, and you know, they don't have like devil sight or anything like that. So is that a darkness do i think darkness would be a good idea it would definitely be effective like, against it does it would be yep okay um well then hang on one sec so i can't both shoot and do darkness i'd have to do that after um so i'm gonna try to kill pink um okay. i'm gonna shoot it twice okay 21 to hit that definitely hits nine points of damage there okay and it begins to bleed a little bit so they at least will bleed like li other living creatures 26 to hit yeah that would do it for 13 points of damage okay see he's still standing yep oh dang it that, um, yeah that was only what 20 something points of damage they, they seem to be a little more robust yeah. than that I'm, I don't really want to go engage them with my fists. I'm kind of a bit fr Well, actually, do do I know if they do any, like, martial arts? Or is it pretty much exclusively mind stuff? Um, the uh, rumors are actually quite terrible. Um, they speak of them wrapping their face tentacles around the heads of their victims and sucking their brains out through the various orifices of their head. Yeah, okay, no thanks. I'm going to stay here. <laughs> well, I mean, if you kill them first, then uh, they can't suck your brains out. Yeah, but if I go over there and I only kill one of them, there's still two, and, and I'm is, small. That is true. And delicious, <laughs> too. But hey, at least, Adri, you'll finally have found someone who wants you for your brains. Your universe, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, so uh, next up on the list um, actually is blue. 
And how far away is he from you guys? So he will run forward. What's their speed? 30 feet. So how far is 30 feet? So he's almost up to an incapacitated and out for the count Craval. So he comes running forward there. And then um, next up is White. Actually, excuse me, no. Next one up is Noan. Noan, you are busy being um, stunned. stunned. Um, I just hear in my brain. Yep. And so you can make a uh, a saving throw to throw that off here. Another intelligent saving throw. It's 22, <laughs> not 20. Okay. So you see uh, Noan uh, shaking his head and he kind of clears the cobwebs, but that's that's your turn there. Very good. And then white comes running forward and ends up right next to blue there. Both of them looking very, uh, you know, almost seem to be salivating at the uh, at the sight of Craval lying on the ground. Okay. And then Cotter, is there anything you can do to remedy this situation? So I'm going to move up. Actually, to my full move up. So I'm just... Kitty corner to, to Craval. Yes. And then I'm going to use Lay on Hands and heal Craval 55 hit points. Okay, Craval, you wake up on the ground. There's a couple of Illithids coming running at you and uh, you find uh, Cotter doing the, the kitten massage thing on you. Anything else, Cotter? Uh, no, that's my turn. Okay, very good. Wait, no. Yeah? I light the sword on fire. Okay, good. And, and uh, yeah, that lights up the room. Um, actually, do, what kind of light does that cast? It's fire. What kind of light does it cast? Is it bright light? It, actually, you can make it be bright light, right? I'm just worried about Adrian's visibility. I think like a torch, it's, I think it's like bright light out to 10 feet, then dim light out to another 10 feet or something like that. It's like a torch. Uh, these flames shed bright light in a 40-foot radius and dim light for an additional 40 feet. Okay, so the room is now brightly lit. Um, so, But actually, Adrian, you'd already attacked, uh, so that didn't, your invisibility was canceled anyways. Um, okay, good. So now that you can clearly see the fearsome otherworldly creatures that are coming at you. Okay, so we go to top of the round again. Kraval, you are on the ground. You now have 55 hit points. What are you going to do? Is he still stunned? I will kind of like just like rolled on my... Oh, that's right. Yeah, oh, he, I'm still stunned. You're still stunned, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you, all you can do on your turn is to roll to throw off that stun effect. So another intelligence saving throw. And you get plus wait, three wait, this wait. time. Wait, would he still be sunned if he was like unconscious? It seems to me like that would have terminated with his near death. Well, it, it rattled his cage apparently, so yeah, he's still in in stunned effect. So I'm pretty I'm pretty sure the only thing that's that solves anything like this would be actually death and then re resurrection. So yeah, I would still be stunned. Yeah. And I rolled a twelve, so I'm still stunned on the ground. Is that with the plus three from the paladin standing next to you? It is. Oh, okay. So yeah, you are still in stunned mode. So. Uh, Kraval is breathing again, but uh, he's just kind of staring up at the ceiling. Um, and next is Arlen. Arlen, can you do anything to remedy the situation? I'm stunned. Oh, that's right. That's right. So you need to see if you can roll to throw off the stun effect. Not one. Okay, no. Uh, 
In fact, you begin to drool. These tides of chaos. The only count. one who could really help us right now is laying drooling on the ground. Nice. It's tides of chaos down. Could you re-roll that with that? No. Okay. Is I tide... cannot re-roll that. Nope. But it, yeah, didn't tides go off? So you, when you were with Adri's sister, so you have tides available. Or did you use it in the fight? No, I do not. Why not? Use it in the fight. Which in fight? In the basement. I used it already. Oh, did you now? Mm-hmm. Okay. Very, well, in that case, Arlen, since you've lost uh, mental control, why don't you roll for us on the wild magic table and see what wild magic thing happens? What a great idea. I'm happy it's this turn, not last turn, that you realize this. Please, please be something useful. <laughs> or if it's not, at least let it be funny while we die. This is very good. I got 21. Uh-huh. Creatures have disadvantage on all saving throws against the next spell you cast in the next minute that involves a saving throw. Oh, hey, good. Hmm. So assuming you don't AKA die. Fireball. Uh, you just have to be unstunned to use it in the next minute. Yes. Luckily, so no matter what, I will be unstunned within the next minute. Unless they do it again. Big oof. <laughs> okay. And uh, then we go up to pink. And let me see what pink's going to do. Because this seems like so much fun. Is pink special? Pink is... Uh, is uh, Seems like the other ones, but he uh, blasted you guys. So maybe he is special. Maybe he's not. Maybe they can all blast you. Okay. So a black beam of energy emanates from his uh, blurry outline right at you there, Cotter. Mm-hmm. And... So we have to make a ranged attack against you. And that is a 25, which I'm assuming is going to hit. Yeah, just a little. Okay. So you are enfeebled by his rave enfeeblement, and you can only do half damage with your weapon attacks that use strength until the spell ends, which is one minute. Can wait. And you can make a constitution saving throw at the end of each uh, round against the spell. So does that include the damage that I tack on that's not just weapon damage? Um, it's just the, the, it would just be the weapon damage. So like your smite and stuff, that comes from your god. Okay. Yeah. That makes me happy. That, that's a little bit better. That's still not good though. No, it's not. So yeah, this seems to be some pretty, uh, pretty nasty characters here. Okay. And now, Adri, what can you do to remedy the situation? I have no no abilities to help anyone really except for doing damage to them so i would like to heal somebody but that's not a thing i can do so i'm just gonna shoot pink again because i don't like that one okay does a 12 hit no it does not it just goes flying on by him does a 15 hit a 15 does thud into him though that's another 12 points of damage okay you seem to have made him angry now, which is kind of good. That is good. Yeah. I like this. Okay. So blue comes running up and um, seeing as there's now someone standing next to its chosen prey, it goes after you there, Cotter, this so right it, in your face. Right there. That's mm-hmm. good. And Ish, maybe it attre- attempts to attack you with its tentacles. So 
That's a 22 to hit your armor class. Does that hit? That does hit. These guys are real good. So you see it just run up, and all of a sudden it just wraps its tentacles around Cotter's face. I'm happy I wear a helmet. Yes. Um, so you take four points, no, excuse me, eight points of psychic damage as it hits you, and you are grappled. The DC to escape is 15. Is that strength? Um, it is, in fact, a strength. Actually, well, strength or it would be that or uh, it would be acrobatics or athletics to, to try to get free. You either wiggle free or you just pull yourself free using strength. So, okay. So, all grappled means is that I can't move. Right. It's got a hold of you. I mean, but like I can still attack. I just can't move, mm -hmm. which is good. Yeah. Okay. So uh, next up is going to be um, Noan. You get to go. Um, what can he do to uh, remedy the situation here, Noan? Actually, I'm going to run up. I'm going to run up and try to drag Creval back away from these horrors. Well, do me an insight check real quick before you do that. Fifteen. So it's kind of tough to really get a read on these guys because they do seem to be alien in many ways. But they're not looking at Creval anymore. When once uh, Cotter came up, they're focused on them. And you notice that the uh, uh, blue there is, um, uh, excuse me, that uh, white there is actually kind of looking past uh, Creval at you guys. And if you had to guess, he's going to try to vault Creval and head right into the midst of you guys. And then, since you guys are up and moving, well, using that knowledge, I'm going to thump two arrows into white. Okay. Is that the most damage you can do? Uh, after seeing what they did with their tentacles, I'm loath to go hand-to-hand. -hand. Okay. So uh, give me a two at uh, white then. And I'll also activate patient defense. Okay. So 22. Yes. First seven. Okay. 24. Definitely. Or 11. Okay. And uh, yeah, that seemed to have um, injured him, but still uh, pretty hale at this point. Okay. And white gets to go. And it is going to um, take a vault over Creval. And seeing as your face is wrapped up in its buddy, it's going to try to keep on going. Okay. So I get an opportunity attack. You'll get an opportunity attack on it. Okay. And um, so please hit. Oh, no. Um, that's a 10 to hit. No. Um, you just that... flail uselessly. Huh. Is there anything I can do to get that better? I don't think so. It really okay. sucks. Okay. Oh, well. That would have been real good if it hit. So it's going to go running up, and um, it'll be right in front of Adri there, and try to get Adri with his tentacles. Actually, it's Creval is still stunned. Yep. Yeah. And that's a 19 to hit you, Adri? Yes. Okay. Wait, Adri, what's your armor class? 16. Should I bend luck? Wait, did I get my You're Iowan stunned. Did I get my Iowan stunned? You guys back? got all of your yeah. stuff back. Okay, then, then it's 17. 
And it got a 19. Um, so it's only two away. Do you want to try to bend that three luck? Three away. Right? You have, is it a tie or a beat? I forgot that I, I keep forgetting that I have luck points, dang it. But now that I, I can, wait, what's the rule? Hang on. Let me look up the rule for that really fast while Owen looks for something else. Once, once you know if it fails succeeds, you can't use your luck point. I don't think that that applies when they're trying to hit me though, because I would know. Because the DM would say. So, hang on. I can bend luck. You would need to hit a three, right? Even while stunned? It's just if I can see it. So I, ca I can roll a d20 and say use mine instead of yours, except I rolled better than you probably did. What did so. you roll? <laughs> I rolled an 18. Oh, yeah, that so. was much better than I rolled. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so use your roll. I guess it doesn't really matter, okay. but. Do so you want me to bend luck? If, do you think it will actually help? Please do. I really don't want to get hit. I don't. I don't. It actually, my... has a fifty percent chance of working. Nope. Nope. Okay. What'd you get? I got a one. Okay, so it ended up rolling eighteen versus your seventeen. Okay, so it uh, wraps its tentacles around your face, gives you a big mind flare hickey, and you take. Ooh. So this is a much better one. Um, you take 19 points of psychic damage as it wraps you up. And once again, you are grappled. Uh, and obviously, uh, being grappled by a mind flayer is about the worst thing you want to have happen. Okay. So, uh, first things first. Uh, Cotter, you're next. Okay. You've got, you're wrapped up in a mind flayer's face there. You're enfeebled. What are you going to do? So, I save for everything at the end of the turn, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, I'm going to attack um, blue twice. Even though he's got you wrapped up. I'm going to get out at the end of the turn, hopefully, right? Uh, well, no, you would to uh, you would be your action to okay. try to break the grapple. You didn't mention that. Okay, yeah. I will do that, though. Okay, so are you going to use strength or are you going to use acrobatics? I'm going to use strength because that's the higher number. Okay, even though you're enfeebled? You didn't mention that enfeebled lowers my strength rolls you just said that it has the damage that my weapons do you're right you're right yeah it does so you apparently can still do that that seems wrong but there we are so... okay i will attempt to break out that is a 21 to break out okay and you see um cotter just put his hands against the the uh mind flayer's chest and just pushes that um back and and you know the uh tentacles slide free Okay, and are you going to attempt to uh, break free from your uh, constitution? Do your constitution check to break free from the enfeeblement? Give me a minute and see if I have any spells that are bonus actions. It doesn't look like. Okay, yeah, I will roll. It's a constitution, you said? Constitution saving throw. That's a 15? Yes. Okay, so I am no longer weak and no longer grappled. Yep. Okay, and then top of the round, Krabal, you are stunned on the ground. What are you going to do? What can I do? Um, you can try to break free from your stunnage. And you get a plus 17. Three. What is it? 17. 17, yes. You kind of blink, 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 and wake up, and you're lying there on the ground, but you are now um, free. Although, um, tell you the truth, uh, since you know moving your hammer is a bonus action, right? You yeah. roll at the end of your turn, don't you? 
Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that he as he wakes up, you could move that hammer and attack with it. Okay, it'll just move straight across to where um, our local paladin is and swing at his. Okay. But it'll miss. Okay. Well, it was a good try. Okay, so um, unstunned Craval and Arlen, you get to uh, see if you can unstun yourself. Intelligence saving throw. Oh, again? Oh, no. Tides of Chaos? Yeah, you could put Tides up this time because it's come down again. 11. Okay. <laughs> really? Oh, my gosh. Okay. And um, the Chaos is not with us today. No, it's not. And um, then uh, Pink will uh, go and... This is interesting. Let me see what's going to happen here. He attempts to cast some kind of a spell upon you. Uh, there, Cotter. And isn't Pink slowed? He had saved from that. Yeah, okay. can I? Can we determine why it's staying so far back? Um, maybe because he can attack from range just fine. Yeah. That's why Ireland's in the So deck. far, he's just been casting spells at you guys. Um, so he casts a spell at you. It's a lot of dice I hear. Uh, that's a really lousy roll. I'm going to, I'm going to guess that you have more than 16 <laughs> hit points, right? Connor? I do. So he casts something at you and even being an alien creature, he kind of, you can see him blinking in surprise as it uh, fails to affect you. Uh, you get the feeling he tried to cast a sleep spell on you, but you are not a low-level uh, attacker like he had assumed. And that... he, ass he assumed we were low-level attackers after no. eating like fifty points of damage. Uh, well, you know, anyone can shoot arrows, so the the fact you guys haven't pulled out anything fantastic uh, so far has uh, my sword's on fire. You know, suckered him into a false sense of security, and uh, yeah, nothing nothing happens there. And Adri. There's uh, one with its tentacles wrapped around your face. What are you going to do? Uh, what? Do, how do I get out of that? What do I need to roll for? You are grappled, so you need to either roll acrobatics or athletics to either push yourself free or wiggle yourself free. All right, I'm going to do an acrobatics roll. I got a 24. Okay, good. So you twist out of its control there, so that's good. Can I do anything else, or was uh, that it? That that is your action, unless you have like a bonus action or. Well, it, it's it's right in front of me still, mm -hmm. then, right? Yeah, it's right on you. Cool. I'm gonna expend a key point for flurry of blows, and I'm gonna you punch have, it twice. You have to attack oh, wait. first. For yeah, that. yeah, that's right. That's that's true. Then uh, no, I'm not gonna do that. Patient defense um, or something. I'm just gonna expend one for patient defense, just so it makes it harder for it okay. to do that again. That's a good idea. Okay, and then blue gets to go, and it tries to wrap you up again there, Cotter. So has it just not noticed that Kraval is awake? Or? It has not noticed, because oh, Kraval hasn't made any moves, just his hammer moved. Mm -hmm. um, and it gets a 14 to hit you this time. That does not hit. Okay, so it uh, you're able this time to you know do the little sissy boy slap fight thing and slap its tentacles away. Okay, and then Noan, what are you going to do? Can you do anything to help out this situation? Um, the one, I am actually going to do something quite sneaky. This is really And, you, and you're going to appreciate it. I'm going to, first of all, um, I want to put my bag of holding and cover the elithid's head with it. I want to literally shove its head into the bag of holding up to its shoulders. Then I'm going to puncture the bag of holding 
sending all its contents, including the elithid's head, scattered across the astral plane. Ooh, that's something else. Um, can you read to if me how the bag how of holding works? works? Okay. Um, now, what is in your bag oh, of holding? eyes are still open I, wide. So what do I need to do to make this work? Wait, wait. Are we going to lose anything important? That's in yeah, what's in your bag of holding right now? They, they took all my gold. Yeah. Okay, that's true. That's true. We yeah. already lost that. But I imagine that's probably a dexterity-based rule to mm. try to get the bag on its head. Or like an unarmored attack, right? Um, yeah, so let us do an attack roll. Um, like you said, using your dexterity because you're trying, you're not using strength, you're using finesse to try to get it over his head. And then, yeah, as a bonus action, you could probably stab it with your magic dagger. You have a magic dagger, right? Yes, I do. A magic okay. claw. So I do get a 15 to attack, which does hit. It does hit him, yeah. Just, and just then enough. I stab this bag and I send its head and scatter it across the astral plane. Okay. And yeah, and actually, what happens is the the uh mind flayer itself there in front of adri just sort of poof disappears you uh feel that maybe it uh exists somewhere in uh wait no i thought it was just its head or no, is it actually it's the contents which would just be its head and it's literally scattered but, across oh, the astral but plane. but you get the feeling that being maybe creatures from an alien realm that it something happens and it just poof disappears um, yeah. So do you, do you have any idea what was in that bag of holding that you just lost? Just, I just had gold. Okay. So I don't yeah, have a bag a of holding path. anymore. I, mean, I guess I not. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're down one elithid. Yeah. Very, very, very interesting. Yeah. That, uh, that's a very does expensive. Does that like mess bond. with the other ones? If they have a hive mind, does that like mess with them? Like, are they like, whoa, what just happened? <laughs> their brain just, one of their brains just went poof into another dimension. Maybe they should be stunned. Or I mean, if they are like bees, it might just be like, oh, okay, one of our, one of our other fellows died, and okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never know. So okay, well, that was very uh, in, you know constructive, and you got rid of one of them right there. Very good. And uh, then we move on to uh, white is gone. So Cotter, you're up. Okay. You can actually do something with your round. I get to attack blue twice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Make it work. So first attack is a 13, which doesn't sound good. Nope. It just uh, bounces off him. He dodges it. And my second attack is a 16. It hits. Okay. I'm going to use... Can you unload everything into it? Third level spell slot to um, do a third level divine smite. So one, one, one three plus 2d6 and i'm no, i'm not enfeebled so okay 5 8 15 20 35 38 points of damage ouch okay so that's that rocks him back pretty good and uh, he's definitely unhappy with you at this point in time um okay and then we go to the top of the order. Kavali, you are no longer stunned. You're lying on the ground, but you are healthy in hail. 55 hit points. What are you going to do? Stand up. Okay. 
look over in a bunch of anger and I'm going to put my head right on top of this tentacled creature, my hand, right on top of this tentacled creature's hand, and I'm going to cast Inflict Wounds at third level. Okay, what does it have to do? What is going on? We're like so much more cruel today. What the heck? It doesn't have to do anything. I just have to make an attack roll and I got a natural 20. Oh, so double those damage dice. Does it double? I'm going to say so. Okay, it doubles. Yeah, that's going to be... You just shriveled its brain. Yeah, that's... I believe that's 5d10, but I'm quick checking the spells real quick. Yeah, okay, it's 5d10. So, hold on, give me a second. I don't know if I have this many d10. One, two, three, four, five. Okay. Six. There we go. 54 points of necrotic damage. Ooh, ouch. Yeah, and you just see its head just sort of shrivel into this tiny black mass and down it goes. Nice. Anything I else, Corval? Uh, yeah, as a bonus action, I'll start glowing. Not not just and turn and look at the creature down the um, way there, and then just whatever movement I have left, I'm going to bolt in his direction. Okay, so half your the glowing is me. Yeah, the glowing part is me entering a rage. Excellent. So you're not you're not pregnant then. Okay, good. Um, anyway, so Arlen, you get to see if you can unstun yourself. Do I get Cotter's plus three? No, you're very far back. Sixteen. You do. You wake up. Good job. Yay. Finally. So you see Arlen shake his head, and and uh, you hear the the sound of you know the the uh, uh, rocks in the in the tin can rattling around, and he wakes up. Okay. And next up, it's Pink, and you see him put his hands to his uh, temples again, and the wave of psychic energy rolls out at all of you once again, and so you need to make a DC. Uh, 15 intelligence saving throw. So, Cotter? 22. Okay, yes. And is anyone close enough to get your bonus now? No, it's no. just me. Okay, okay. And uh, then, um, Adri? 13. Oh, no. So, Adri is stunned. 12. And no one is stunned again. <laughs> oh, dear. And, Eleven. And Arlen is stunned again. <laughs> I'm so I I'm, just didn't use a luck point again. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean tides goes off again? Yes, it goes off again. We'll do it on your turn though. <laughs> and no one it got stunned and then uh uh Carval. I rolled a seventeen. Okay, you are able to resist it this time. You saw the matinee. Okay, that was great. Um and blue is down. Uh, Adri is stunned. So, Adri, you can make a uh, roll to unstun yourself. What am I adding? Uh, it's a uh, intelligence saving throw. I used a luck point that time for a 19. Okay, good. And you see Adri shake off the effects. Uh, you lose your turn, but you, you do uh, un unstun yourself. And then we roll down to Noan, who can unstun himself if he rolls well enough. That would be another 12. Okay, no, still, still stunned, and then we uh, roll on down to Cotter. 
All right, I'm going to run my speed and make it to uh, the Mind Flayer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hit it two times with my sword. So the first attack is a 23. That hits. I'm going to use a second level spell slot. 2d1, 2, 2, plus 2. Okay, 6. Oh, wow. Triple 8 on that. So 32 plus 6 is 38 points of damage. Okay, oh, that hurt it pretty good, considering it would already been mm -hmm. punctured by a bunch of... Uh, Second uh, attack is a 21. Yep. And I'm going to use another second level spell slot. Okay. Uh, 37 points of damage. Okay, and you just see um, Cotter just cave in the uh, head of this creature and then down it goes. And um, Arlen, can you give us a tides roll? Oh, no. Okay, hold on. Who is within oh, really? uh, 60 feet of me? Everybody? About everybody? Everyone but me. Okay. I'm within 60 feet of the Mind Flayer, so no, I there, think you it's are. Down. No, the, you got 10, Mind Flayer corpses. 20, 30, 40. Actually, no, yeah. One, 10, Wait, isn't yeah, there just I'm, the one left? I mean, there's no, none they're left. all down. He just caved in the head of that one. Oh, okay. Cotter okay. just tore through nice. them with the holy rage. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. So what happens there, Arlen? Kraval, you are poisoned for four hours. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Is that it? Did you just get to pick it? Did you pick it random or was it... He just rolls a random for it. creature within uh, a random creature within sixty feet of you becomes poisoned for one d four hours. I did the one d six method, and it landed on Kraval. Yeah, because I was like, if it was one of the monks, then we'd be that would be fine. But bummer. Okay, well, since it's a magical thing, the, the effect might still attack uh, take on to the mm -hmm. monks. So, mm -hmm. can anybody remove the poison condition? I used all my lands hand hit points to heal Kraval at the start of the fight. Okay. Well, good. Do you have lesser restoration? Um, actually, well, yes. We'll look at that um, in the in between times. No, I'm out of second level spell slots. <laughs> Great. Okay. Well, um, the dust begins to settle, and obviously, it occurs to all of you that you just went in, uh, took out three creatures that are part of a hive mind. So all the rest of the hive knows that you're here, and so the game is afoot. And that's where we're going to stop today. Dungeon Master's Notes. Okay, well, um, I think the party has uh, got a new appreciation for illithids and understand now why they are so feared and they are so uh, avoided at all times. Um, and actually, I didn't even come down to them as hard as I could have with the illithids. They uh, had a few things that they could have done that would have been even worse. Um, it was interesting to see, though, the whole... Um, 
Bag of Holding Incident. That was brilliant. Um, that was great out-of-the-box thinking by Matt. And as a dungeon master, when your players come up with an idea like that, you pretty much just got to go and figure out, is this possible? And if so, how can we make it possible? Because this is just sort of brilliant thinking. Obviously, they ruined a bag of holding, and they uh, are down one of those, but they might be able to get a hold of one later. And uh, it worked surprisingly well, so that was fantastic. Uh, but then the other problem was the uh, fact that no one stopped to do any healing. Um, that made this whole fight a whole lot harder, and it seems like at some point they could have done it, but then this is the problem with going from the end of one session to another. Obviously, a couple of weeks ago, we did the previous session, then we come back and, you know, things are a little rusty and you haven't figured out, oh, hey, yeah, we never stopped to even do any healing, and, and they certainly could have done something there, but there we are. Anyway, that made things a whole lot more difficult, and it was a difficult fight, but the party prevailed. And now they're in the middle of an Illithid fortress, and they, uh, Illithids now know that they're there. So what are they going to do? We'll have to wait until the next episode to find out. Until then, let us know what you think. Rate us wherever you get your podcasts. Email us at the Relic of the Past Podcast at gmail.com. Follow us at Relic of the Past on Twitter and Relic of the Past Podcast on Facebook. Articles and artwork are available at poolmedia.podbean.com. And thank you for playing in the world that lives inside my head.